1: This is the successful life. It's Corey
2: Barrier, yeah. Come learn with me.
1: Take you down the path of our journey. This is the successful life. It's time to take
2: what you learn. Apply into your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to
1: the Successful Life Podcast. Three.
0: Three, two, one, one, one. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Cory Barrier, and today I talk to Chris Whitehead, and we get into DUIs. We get into um, how he built a seven-figure company. We get into how important core values are to both him and me. Um, we talk about how that, that, that DUI changed our life, turned our lives around. Um, we also talk about how social media uses you opposed to you using social media. Now, we've all fallen into that trap. So I did want to tell you, um, I am speaking, I've been invited to speak at the National Connect Conference in Charlotte, in North Carolina. We are hosting, the PHCC is hosting the National Conference this year, and I will be speaking at it. So I'm super excited about that, and if you don't know what the PHCC is, is it's uh, you can go to phcc, phcc.com, or I think ncphcc.com, maybe i probably messed that up, but either way you can figure it out, but it's a plumbing and heating and air association that I'm a part of. And I would love for, you know, if you, if you're I mean, obviously most people that listen to this, probably at this point work in the trades. So if you're around, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you come out. Um, just go to that, go to phcc.com and, and and you just look under, I'm sure there's a button there. that says connect, um, click on it. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with my man, Chris Whitehead. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Corey? I'm doing good, brother. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I tell you what, we've known each other for quite some time, but I guess we've never really just, I don't know how we've never really run into each other, but here we are. So I'm super excited to hear about your, um, you know, this is nuts. I, I didn't even realize that you were in, I didn't know you were in, I didn't know you own the cabinet company, right? That is correct, right? So It's a remodeling company, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I work with people in the trades and I, I just, I don't know why I didn't know that. I, I don't know why I didn't know that. But anyway, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and uh, let's get rolling, brother.
1: Okay, man. Well, um, number one, the reason that you don't know is because as I started to really develop A persona online, my purpose, and I believe it's my God-given purpose and and my passion is in helping mentor other people. Um, My remodeling company is a strong seven-figure company, and I built it all on social media as well as personal networking. Uh, And I've been doing it for over 25 or for 25 years now, so over half my life. Um, But that business was taking care of itself. And so as I went and I started networking with people, people like you, and, you know, we're into bigger rooms and everything. um, I'm not talking about my business unless somebody wants to find out if I'm the real deal. And I say, well, yeah, I don't just own an online business. I own a brick and mortar company, a little bit different. And uh, and so it started to validate that maybe people wanted to hear what I had to say. Um, Where I am now. My hope is is that a lot of people, as they decide on one pillar, which is making money, they run into some of the same challenges I did, which is it's really hard to juggle all those balls. And as I started to understand in my own life how many years I gave away, that I wasn't fully present in the moment, that I was always, you know, getting over something in the past. I was always worried about something in the future. I would go on a vacation and it was just always that time when I was in another country that I would get the text message. that says, I need you here right now. Your supervisor is da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh God, I can't be there right now. So I stopped going on vacations and I was living a miserable life. And that miserable life led to me cracking. And where I cracked is not really that relevant, um, but I'm happy to share it. You know, I eventually crashed my truck into a tree and got a DUI. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: the reason being is all of these fears and all of these ways that I'd given myself to everyone and I wasn't taking care of me. So the easy way to take care of me was to have a little drink, take a little bit of the edge off. Mm -hmm. And that led to isolation uh, in my mind. Now to you, boy, I was a good drunk. Like I could wake up the next day and pound some water and go and do my business. And nobody would know the difference. But in my home, the lies were starting to manifest the forgetfulness, the, the intentions didn't match the actions. And what I started doing is I started cleaning up some of the smaller things that actually were the big things. I didn't know it at the time. And as I cleaned up the smaller things, I saw how one action started affecting seven or eight or 10 different areas in my life. And what I did for my coaching, I used to work so hard to sell me. As I started getting rid of my issues, I started focusing on other people and I wanted to see them succeed. And I started willing to be honest and transparent about the challenges that I'd been through and simply what I have done to overcome them. Not not rocket science, and I'm not the inventor of any of it. But I used my ability to write a story. I used my ability to speak on stage. I used my ability to love on somebody across the screen from me as a way to validate them as a human being and say, hey, you are a meaningful specific. You do matter. And by the way, I'd like to be quiet now after I ask you this question. Who are you and what do you really want? And then, Corey, I would just be quiet. And I started finding out that so many people didn't know. Yeah. And so my programs started developing to help people figure out who you are, not who I tell you to be, or not, you want my wife, or you want my house, and my cars, and my life, and no, no, what do you define success as? And then all I've done since then, brother, is like, when I say I'm for you, I'm for you. And that means I'm willing to continue to support you as you go through the process, unless you decide I'm no longer the person you want in your life or you decide that it's time for you to move on and, and I'm okay with it. And that's, that's become a mission that now that I'm 48, I can invest myself becoming the best version of me for the rest of my life, continuing to help people. And that's the legacy that I want to leave of being someone that just helped other people. I don't really care what's on my tombstone. I don't really care how many people come to my funeral. Cause quite honestly, I'm going to be fucking dead. So it doesn't matter. I just want to know that while I'm here, I did something that mattered. And so that's who I've, that's who I've come to, man. After being in business for 25 years to go make a lot of money, I found out money was like number seven or eight on the list. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's pretty interesting. uh,
0: You know, we, when you, you know, I've been a sales guy forever and naturally I just, I, I just probably come across as a salesperson because that, you know, that is just who I'm through and through. And so I've struggled with being in the trades because I have, I'm, I, I'm not a trades person. I'm not a construction worker. I don't, I've never hung a shingle in my life. Um, but I don't have to know that stuff, Chris. What I, what I bring to the table is, I, know, I bring to the table all the things that you don't know as a contractor, right? You don't know how to sell the job like I do. You don't know how to talk to the customer like I do. I also don't know how to hang a shingle or plumb a toilet. So we both are here, right? We both are here to help one another. And the reason I share that story is I joined the PHCC uh, last month, Monday before last, and I went down to their member, whatever their member yearly member uh, conference this past weekend. And, And I went down there with the attitude that, I went down there simply to learn, simply to to, to help help out if I could. But that was my whole intention, and and everything shifted this weekend because I didn't think I wasn't thinking about me. I was thinking about what everybody else needed, and I I usually like to think of myself as that person. Well, I'm starting to think maybe not so much. Maybe I haven't been that person, and so as this weekend happened, they gave me. Uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll show it to you. It's called the Golden Toilet Award. Okay. And, and it's hilarious. But what's funny about it, what's, what's interesting about this and what's why it's so important is because, you know, they give this out once a year. And they give it to the person who's not financially or whatever, whoever stands out the most or whatever. I can't even remember how they said it now. And so they awarded me that award, which was freaking cool because it, I didn't need any validation. I didn't, I didn't need, I I didn't go there to to get any validation at all. And I got way more than I anticipated and it was super uncomfortable, but I was really grateful for it because I deserved it because I really did go there for the reasons that they wanted, they said I went there. And so there wasn't that little voice inside of my head saying, well, they just don't know why you're here because I wasn't there for any reason other than why I was there which is not normally the case with me. So usually there's a you know, there's an intent of, of some sort. So, it was really cool though.
2: Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website successfullifepodcast.com. And click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning when hiring a leadership coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out.
1: You know, man, I I had an opportunity to be the director of executive coaches for a company that was in the low seven figures. And while I was there, we grew to eight figures. Yeah. And... When I first joined, I was a member and I paid more money than I'd ever paid to ever join anything. And then I realized I had to pay for the flights and the hotel and the food. And I was like, oh, I didn't calculate that part. So it became six figures really quick. Yeah. And And the reason I tell you that is when I first joined, it was about me. It was about me writing a book and becoming a best-selling author, which I've done. It was about getting my social media up and blah, 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 all this me, me, me. But that's not how I became the director of executive coaches because what I started to do was network inside of the network. And I started to make friends with people and I started to realize people were struggling on some simple things and then some people were not engaging in simple things. And I'm like, but you paid money for this. Why wouldn't you engage? And and so like, any, and I've been a business owner forever. So I've had hundreds of employees. It's no different than sitting down with an employee and saying, hey, man, you made a commitment, but you messed up. And then I get to listen to all the reasons why that happened. And what i become good at over time is going, well, maybe that's not a real reason. And maybe that's not a real reason. And maybe until we drill down and go, this is what's really messing you up, isn't it? you're fighting with your wife at home every night, aren't you? And they're like, how'd you know that? I'm like, because you're the 180th person that I've talked to that have said the exact same things to me. And it comes down to like, this is the conclusion. Hey, let's work on that part of the relationship. And what ended up happening is I stopped thinking about making money. I stopped thinking about my investment. I stopped and I started to become an expert inside of that group. Yeah, And as I did, I started just sharing back with that group what they were sharing with me and responses to that. And the next thing you know, leadership kept lifting me up and lifting me up. And I decided, for me, I'm, I'm no longer a part of that organization. I'm building my own. But I learned such valuable insights from people. Some of them are not even entrepreneurs yet. To people that are making take home in the strong eight figures a year. And I now have this huge cross-reference database of what's really holding people back from becoming who they wanna become. And so I'm gonna invest the rest of my life doing exactly what you did, which is I have no expectation of what I receive because God's telling me to just keep doing this. And I got you, kid. I got you, kid. You just trust me. And Corey, I'm now 48. I'm now old enough and mature enough That I realized bending a knee to God was the thing I had committed to doing when I was 22. But it's taken this long for me to finally go, oh, you mean only you. Mm. And now that I've done that, dude, if we do this thing out of a shoebox, if I'm a bum on the street, I have never not eaten. I have never not had a place to lay my head. I have never walked in somewhere where I didn't make a friend, and I've never been anywhere that I couldn't help somebody with something. I'm not going to be here for another 180 years. This this game ends at some point, so now I'm going to start focusing on what I can do to add value to people's lives from only that position. And here's what I know, bro: good fruit don't grow on a bad tree, man. That's right. If, if we keep planting those seeds eventually some of them sprout and some of them get 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. I don't know which ones do. I don't know which ones don't. I don't really give a damn. I'm just here for the message now. I'm not here for me. And when it happens, just like you, bro, I'm like a kid in a candy store because I didn't expect it. And I'm like, what did I do right? I don't even know what I did right. And that's not the point. The point is, is that it does feel good, and it's okay to take a break, and it's okay to say, "Look, I've been recognized." But you and I both know what that really does for a champ is it goes, "Now I'm going to try even harder." Yeah, and that's why that's such good motivation for people that are doing the right thing. So, bro, congratulations, number one, it's huge, huge. And number two, you. I'm writing the boat with you, man. That's that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is just truly help people by telling them my version of the truth. You know,
0: hundred percent. So I want to ask you because I've been wrestling with something recently, and you, sure. and you've been in the same circles that I have. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know how long you've been running this, but I think probably around. I'm guessing the last three ish four years, probably. Is that right for you? Yeah. Yep. That's about how long for me. And so, what I've realized, I'm gonna say over the last thirty days, is that I've gotten so far away from the reality of how people do business in real life that like I've had to retrain myself to not think about you go to social media to get business. Why don't you just go to to the plumbing shop or the plumbing shop down the street where your customer is, right? I've been, and it's ridiculous because I mean, i work with people on this Day in and day out. But I just didn't... I don't know what... I, I don't know if it was... Somewhere there was a shift in my brain and I just didn't realize when the shift happened that I shifted from not using common sense to, or, or from using common sense to not using common sense. But does that all make sense? Do you, I, and I don't even know if there was a question in there, but have you found that for you the same way?
1: So I, I know for a while especially when I didn't really know, or I would not had the results or the success from it that I leaned into other people telling me about social media. And so I just leaned into it. And what I found is my life got wrapped up in how many likes, how many comments did I do the right video? Am I doing four of these and then one of these? And so it became not only mechanical, but it, it sucked me in. Huh. What I've learned, and this is all part of that same story. Bro, that's just the beginning of filtering people that have core values like me so that then I can go into a DM with them so that I can then get a calendar link with them so that I can then talk to them on the phone and have their phone number stored in my phone so that I can then do one to one again, which is how I built my whole life. And now social media is just a function of marketing and a function and by the way i don't really enjoy social media anymore um, but it's a function to allow people to know that i am here and that if we vibe on the same level and there's an opportunity to have conversation that doesn't mean i'm going to get on and try to sell you something but i'm here to make more friends but now I go back to how we were when we were kids and we had rotary dial phones and I'll get on my bike and ride down the road and knock on your door and say, Corey, you want to go ride on, bike?" that, that's what the point of life is for me. And it like, just like you, it was this big circle to come back around to going, well, it's the same thing. This thing over here though, allows me to invest less time in it yes. to filter out the people that are worthy of my attention because time is probably the most valuable resource I own. And then I'm just going to swim in that pond the way that I've always swim in life. And once I realized that, bro, it was such a relief off of my shoulders because now I don't play any games on social media. And if I get one like or if I get 1,000, which I've had both, I don't give a shit, man. Right. I, I don't mean to be rude about it, but I, that has nothing to do. I have so many years in the trenches doing what I do. Sure. That the people are, bro, they're paying attention anyway. Even if they don't like my posts, they're seeing them in the right place and at the right time when they have a question because of how I communicate, bro, I get on the phone with people and they share things with me that they don't share with their significant other. And I take that as a respectful thing. So now I have a mission for what I put out. So I focus on every day writing at least one new thing that is a very important thing to me about my life and a lesson that either I'm going through or someone that I know or multiple people. And I just put it out there and then I keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm I'm on the phone all day long, just like you are having conversations and not being a desperate Debbie, trying to sell people into things that won't give them any value. Not hard, man. It's not hard at all. It's not, we make it hard.
0: It, we do make it way harder than it needs to be. And look, if it, anybody that's either listening to this or watching this live, like, I'm not saying that you should be off social media. I'm not, that's not saying that at all. What I am saying is there's two people, right? Either social media uses you or you use social media. And Amen. I'm pretty sure we've all been there, right? We've been <laughs> in both spots and it really sucks to realize you, are the one being used by social media. Cause then you feel
1: like, a, you, you feel like you're, you've been done dirty a little bit. Yep i am you know we we have two 20 year old kids right now and an 18 year old i'm doing my very best bro to help deprogram my 20 year olds but i'm telling you it it hurts my heart sometimes and they're 20 so i get it but you know they'll literally come home at 10 o'clock ask us a question and in the middle of us asking a question the phone's up and they're typing on it and they're going "Uh uh-huh uh-huh Uh uh-huh I listen to the words coming out of their mouth and the things that because I remember being 20 the things that they're contemplating do I fly from the nest with my own new thought do I hold on to the values that were built here do I hybridize them and I see how social media gives them a version of the truth that they'll so quickly swallow because eight million people liked the post or everybody got a shot or i'm not trying to judge i'm just saying you're right and and what i've seen it also create is if i have a different opinion from what you're watching and i want to discuss it with you i'm in a defensive posture even bringing the conversation up yeah dude 80 or 90% of my life has been deprogramming me from people that had no intent to care about me as anything other than a piece of meat or a slave or a money-making machine for their pocketbooks. I want to help people, young people too, learn how to ask better questions. Because the answers are everywhere now. You just got to know which questions to ask. And it's really sad because... Damn, if they're not good at getting our unconscious minds to trip and trigger into Pavlovian response to things. And before you know it, we've said yes and we don't even know what we've said yes to. That's I just right. want to help I want to help, I want to do my part to help people wake up because you can be abundant. You can have all the money and all the toys and the relationships. You can have all the stuff too. But at the end of the day, if somebody else is telling you what to think and you think that's your own thought, you've done yourself the greatest disservice that our country as well as our God has ever given us, which is that freedom, man. That's my opinion.
0: I agree. I agree. But I'm going to take it a slight step further because I would argue, and I've wrestled, I have wrestled hard with this thought. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if we even have our own thoughts because everything comes from that device. Everything, every, everything that we do throughout the entire day is completely designed through that device. And it makes me cringe. I hate it. It makes me feel like somebody's watching me at all times. And they may be and I don't care because like I'm not doing anything wrong. But right. it's still it, it, I don't like that that this is how I make all my decisions. All of them. And I don't mean like looking at a post necessarily. I mean, just whether it be a business, whether you're posting about business, whether you're going on to try to find a client, whether it be you're looking at your bank account, whether it be any, doesn't
1: matter. Right. It's all right there. So one of the things that I've done, um, I'm on round two of 75 hard, right? Okay. And the first time I went through it, I was like, you know, the first rule of 75 hard is you got to tell everybody that you're on 75 hard. And I completed it. And literally within two weeks, I let go of like three of the habits immediately. So this go round, I said, you know what? I'm not going to every year come back to this thing with like, oh boy, here I go again. I got to, no, I'm going to start turning this into a lifestyle. And the reason I shared that part of this is because of what you just said. Part of my 75 hard right now is I put a 40 pound weight vest on and I walk up a hill at this angle. I don't have time to be on social media, bro. I don't have time to look at posts. I do have time to listen to an audible book that I've chosen to listen to. But many, many times, dude, what I'm doing is that's 45 pure minutes of getting my blood pumping, getting the endorphins going and letting the thoughts come in. I bookend my day in the morning. I get up around five, six o'clock. The first two hours are mine. It's 630 at night. There is no more social media. There is no more problem solving. There is no more business. That's my family time. So what I do between eight o'clock in the morning and 630 at night, that's what I got to do to make a living or what I got to do to provide a life. Those bookends have given me the freedom to earn some of my own thoughts back. And there's one other thing that I've done that I highly suggest anybody do bro, I don't assume that I know much of anything at all. So I am constantly in prayer with my higher power going, show me what you want me to do. You give me the thoughts. And then what I spend my day doing, Corey, is like Johnny Johnny Bench with a catcher's mitt. I'm like, was it the owl that went over there? Was it the flat tire that I saw there? Was it this guy suggesting the book that I read? Was it? I'm constantly like a kid going, what's the message? What's the message? And what I do is when I hear it three times or four times or five times in a row, I start going, all right, I should go investigate that. And that has given me freedom back, man. It's given me a lot of my own thoughts back. And then I hold all of those thoughts up to a higher standard and say, and if I'm wrong about that, teach me that too. Sure, It's helped. It's helped a ton. And that's why I don't get on social media anymore, like for fun, because it just – it takes away from that kind of being in the now.
0: <laughs> it totally does. It ab- 100 a hundred percent. It does. And, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, most businesses, all that, but I don't think you got to live your life on it. And I think what, at the end of the day, I think what we're both saying here is that, you know, if you're watching or listening to this, stuff, you don't have to live on social media. You don't have to post every five seconds. You like, you can just live
1: like you just live a normal life. That, to me, is a miser- Oops. I'm on here by myself, everybody. I've taken over Corey Barrier's podcast. I wonder what we're going to talk about now. I'm sure he'll be back in just a second. <laughs> or not. Well, everybody, with that being
0: said. Oh, sorry about that. Damn, dude, I cannot get this thing right. I, I don't know what happened. I, somebody,
1: I don't know if, I don't know. My internet c- glitched out. That's all right. I was just telling everybody how I was stealing your podcast from you and I was getting ready to take over the world with it. It's okay. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. I
0: don't even know what I was saying, but. Um,
1: oh, oh, you were, you were basically saying that you don't have to validate your experience by living on social media all the time.
0: Exactly. And listen, you think I'll tell you when you think about the amount of people that you touch the to small percentage of people let's just say if you've got 10,000 followers or whatever it is you're going to hit a very 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 small fraction of those people mm-hmm. how much more good would you be if you just went to like a trade show like or just went to like your local what my point i guess is what i'm trying to say is you don't have to you don't have to sell everything on social media you could just go back to how it used to be and like talk to human beings and that was what kind of made me think because you said i want to help people ask better questions hell i just want people to start asking a question ask one, <laughs> just ask one right man i wasn't yeah. gonna go
1: that far down the rabbit hole but yeah um there 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 is a whole bunch of and look it, it's it's psychological we are conditioned. Our brain is conditioned to conserve as much energy as possible. So if there's a lot of social proof about something, the first thing that we do is go, well, they must know the truth and we just follow along. So I think it's very important for people to become uh, critical thinkers. And the easiest way to become a critical thinker is to invest time by yourself, which is a lost art. It is reading books, physically reading books, it is small community conversations with people getting around other people that are like-minded, getting around people that are in the same trade as you, getting around people that maybe disagree with you. I can't tell you how many times that I've hung out with my Republican friends and I'm not a Democrat, but guess what my argument is? Always the antithesis of theirs because I don't feel comfortable having this conversation without also having this part of the conversation in it. So for shits and giggles, I'm going to take this side. doesn't matter whether I believe in it or not. I just want to grill and ask the questions because eventually the truth comes out if you do that. And I found that to be a very credible thing in my life. As another example, I've mentioned God a few times. Well, I didn't say who God is. I'm not trying to sell you on God. But I will tell you this, friend. God's big enough for you to say, I believe you don't exist. Why don't you prove yourself to me? God Mm. is big enough for that. And that might be the beginning of your dawning of consciousness, real awakening, to realize that you actually don't believe in something, but you're willing to explore that you might not be the author of it all. That was the beginning of me waking up, bro. Just pretending for a moment that maybe I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, because
0: because we don't know everything. And the second we think we do, we've got another thing coming. And I've been learned. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's I, we. I'm sure we both learned unbelievably hard lessons, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, this has been cool, Chris. I really appreciate it. Here's what I want to ask you: the last thing. So, how you know how? What's a hybrid, right? What's a hybrid model? This is completely just came into my head, but what is a hybrid model where there's a little bit of both where you get a little bit of both the social media, where you get a little bit of both of like real world stuff. Is there a, is there a thing like that?
1: So I, I know of Skynet. I know of parlor. I know even when you follow people that you're still getting only one version of rhetoric. So no friend there, there isn't a hybrid there is you though. There is the ability for you to realize what is your real goal in life, for you to define what that purpose looks like and what that passion is, because here's the truth, you're gonna get it. Whatever you really want, you're gonna get it. Wouldn't right. it be better for you to know what you really, really want, instead of looking at the result that shows up one day and feeling like a f- victim who almost something came out feeling like a victim for the result that you've been asking for, for the last 50 or 60 years of your life. That's the hybrid.
0: I think some people, Chris, they want that safety net to say, well, I did what they said. It didn't work.
1: But it doesn't, you don't win. (laughs) You You don't get anything for that other than the blame, you choosing the blame not to be on you. You still live like a slave, so no thanks. Right. You still lose, not once but twice,
0: because you're probably worried about it before you lost, actually lost, which really is the definition of worry anyway. It's just you're worried about something not there, but um, dude, this has been great. Chris, tell everybody what the name of your book is, where they can find that information, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, go for it.
1: Um, name of the book is Becoming Iconic, How to Make Today's Ceiling, Tomorrow's Floor. You can find it on Amazon. Um, it's the number one best selling book so some people have said they really like it um if you want to find me on social media i'm the chris whitehead that's k-r-i-s uh on facebook i'm chris whitehead official on instagram we got like thirty thousand followers or so and trust me follow along the information read the stories i give and give a lot away for free and yes it is a marketing model to do that but i also do it from a pretty pure place like if you jive with it, jam on. If you don't, you can click the do not follow button and don't jam on. But I'm sharing out with people because that's how God made me. I love to share things that I learn and I want to see people succeed. So if if your friends or people that are listening to this want to hear another person's version that's been doing this for more than half their life and has not only figured out a way to survive it but thrive in it, that's what I share on my, uh, on my Instagram and my uh, Facebook feeds.
0: Perfect. Chris, thanks so much, brother. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Corey. Yes, sir. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you
1: subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life.
2: Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey.